wanted to uh, ask you a few questions about the governor's race. Of course. Uh, we're interested. Obviously, I think this is a moment in time where the school shooting Martin Douglas Stone High School is, is on everybody's mind still. There's some legislation pending in the, in the legislature. I'm just wondering, can you tell me, uh, I guess, personally a little bit about have you met some of the students there? I think probably been part of panel discussion and at. Tell me one or two of your impressions just from meeting those students. Sure. You know, our, our our hearts are just aching for what these students have gone through as a as a father who's got two in high school and two in middle school in our public schools. It uh, it hits close to home. Uh, I've had the opportunity to meet with some of those students. I, I had the duty to visit the school uh, last week. And the, the impressions, you know, when you think about the, the rawness and the sheer terror that these students felt, even if they were not in that building of the campus, to be locked in their closet for two, three, in one case five hours waiting on SWAT to clear their classroom, and then the opportunity to, to participate with the governor in that roundtable of public safety officials, sheriffs and police chiefs on how do, we, how do we get our arms around this and prevent it from happening in the future? How do we harden our schools? How do we tear down these artificial barriers that the school and law enforcement and children and families aren't talking to each other? How do you visit a kid's school, I mean a kid's home, somewhere between two dozen and three dozen times and not get him the mental health crisis counseling that he clearly needed. Um, and so when you look at what the legislation is that's being debated, how do we harden our schools? How do we cut the response time? You know, the average response time of a school shooting, I'm told, is somewhere between five and six minutes. Average law enforcement response is typically almost double that. In this case, you only had one resource officer there. There's an investigation now about what that response was. Mm -hmm. But we have to have more school resource officers. We have to have more uh, professional mental health counselors in our schools doing real mental health, not, not guidance counseling. Guidance counseling is to help you get a good job, get into the school you want to get into. I'm talking about real mental health counselors on our campuses and, and, and other things to help cut that response time, including training uh, either retired military or reserve deputies or some other type of program that's that's being discussed and um, and of course those mental health pieces the strengthening that so that someone who is mentally unstable cannot get their hands on a firearm um, how has has this whole episode changed your views on any of these issues? Has it changed any of your views? Well, it certainly has in the sense of exposing the gaps in understanding uh, where our mental health needs are. It has certainly uh, exposed these artificial barriers. When you look at the Baker Act, which is what we call it in Florida, when you... Mm -hmm temporarily commit someone involuntarily because they're a danger to themselves and others. There's some weaknesses there uh, that allow those individuals, as soon as they're discharged, to still have access to, uh, to firearms. Those need to be fixed. 
Uh, it's the shortage of resources going into school-based law enforcement, school safety, school hardening. There, there's definitely some lessons learned from this that, that, have, um, that have really become front and center as a result of this horrible tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um, last summer, there were, I, last year, there was a, a column that appeared that basically said that Adam Putnam sells out to the NRA. Uh, you responded by saying, yeah, I'm a proud NRA sellout. At this point, tell me, tell me what, you're, what you're thinking about that messaging and that was, was it a mistake to, to, to make that messaging uh, last year? Look, I am a proud Second Amendment supporter. Mm-hmm. And I reject the notion that the millions of law-abiding citizens who exercise their Second Amendment rights should be conflated with this monster who murdered 17 people at that high school. In fact, I believe that students, young people, who grow up learning to respect and appreciate the safe handling of firearms and the damage they can do, have a much uh, safer track record mm-hmm. than a student who grows up in some violent video game world where it's all make-believe and fantasy until they go carry out their fantasies in real life. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's very important that people understand that individuals who hunt, individuals who collect, individuals who like to go to the range and shoot, individuals who like to pass along those values to their children and to their nieces and nephews, those are not bad people, and they should never be equated with this monster. And so what we have to do is to make sure that the mentally ill, the mentally unstable, those who are one big walking red flag, don't get their hands on a firearm because of the gaps in that mental health system or because of the bureaucratic obstacles that keep agencies from talking to each other. But make no mistake, uh, I grew up hunting with my family, I hunt with my children, and I teach them and instill in them not only a love for that outdoor heritage, but a respect for it as well. And those two should never be uh, conflated. Mm -hmm. Uh, Governor Scott's administration has created, I don't know, maybe a million and a half jobs, something like that. Uh, In his eight years, that was obviously... Jobs, jobs, it's your focus. Uh, Could you tell me, in your view, maybe uh, from that, uh, has the the Florida economy diversified? Is there a sector of those jobs that, where where you feel like uh, we're talking about higher higher wage jobs and the kind of jobs that are going to keep kids here and not just, you know, service and tourism? And some of those jobs are good jobs, but, you know, uh, not just minimum wage jobs. So what's let, an let area me, Let me share with you this. My number one priority as the next governor of Florida is putting vocational and technical training back into the middle schools and high schools and supporting our state colleges. Mm-hmm. That's where those higher paying jobs and the good careers are going to come from. The number one job vacancy in Florida is nursing. We, we can produce high school graduates who have 
a, uh, a CNA license and they're ready to be employed and then top off that education with a bachelor's in nursing at their local community college that's lower tuition, easier to access, and more flexible to their needs. The number three job vacancy is heavy equipment operators and truck drivers. Welders make six figures. So my focus is preparing our young people, not only for the world that, 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 that includes universities, but also for a career. Because not all of our students have to go to university. Not all of our students have to take on student loan debt. And in raising the average wage of those jobs by having the skills and the students to have good careers, we're going to rebuild the middle class in Florida. We're going to have higher paying careers in Florida. And we're going to keep more of our young people in Florida rather than having them have to move out of state to find good careers.